Welcome to the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rybant, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. One thing everyone else is talking about, so we'll take time to mention it, is that a few Dynamite reps, myself included, will be heading out to the 2007 Comic-Con International in San Diego, California next week. We'll be joining the throngs of attendees fighting their way through the aisles. There's no official Dynamite booth, but stay tuned this week for news concerning a few surprises to be found in San Diego, thanks to Dynamite. And if you're heading out there and you want to say hello, drop me a line at letters at dynamiteentertainment.com and we'll see if we can't set a little meetup. If you're not heading to San Diego, you can spend that weekend hanging out with your fellow Dynamite fans over at the Dynamite message boards. Let us know what you think of our titles and interact with all of the Dynamite fans over there. It's quite a fun little community. Strongly encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. Now, this week, it's a big week. In stores, July 18th, 2007. First up, the Lone Ranger Now and Forever hardcover collection. Two covers on this one, both by John Cassidy, one a direct market exclusive and the other a mass market cover. Of course, the creative team on the Lone Ranger, Brett Matthews, Sergio Cariello, Dean White, Simon Boland, and John Cassidy. So uh, we told you all about this in uh, when it was out in trade paperback. This is the hardcover version. If you ordered the signed version of the hardcover, stay tuned for word on the ETA of that in the coming weeks, but uh, this is the hardcover version of the uh, best-selling, at this point, certainly is selling very, very well, and critically acclaimed, up for a couple of Eisner Awards, which we'll find out the fate of that next week in San Diego. And um, it's a fantastic series. It's a great series. If you haven't checked it out, this is a great place to start. The hardcover or the trade both contain issues one through six of the series. Now, also this week, we have Lone Ranger number seven. Uh, again, by Brett Matthews, Sergio Cariello, cover artist and art director John Cassidy, the one person who was not returning uh, to the ongoing Lone Ranger series is Dean White, and that's due to some scheduling difficulties. We loved working with Dean. He did a fantastic job, um, and uh, I think you'll see, though, from our new colorist in issue number seven, that we are able to, uh, to keep making Sergio's pencils look as fantastic as always. So, Lone Ranger number seven this week. The return of the series as an ongoing series, beginning a brand new storyline, of course. The Lone Ranger is back with the creative team that has forever left their mark on the most famous of lawmen, John Reed, as he continues his quest for justice in the Old West. Aided, of course, by Tonto, Lone Ranger number seven opens a new chapter for the famous duo, and to help launch this dynamite new story, John Cassidy has created two connecting covers. So find out what everyone's been talking about as the Lone Ranger rides again. Now one thing to note on here, if your local retailer happened to order enough to receive the Cassidy RRP edition, uh, you might want to seek that out if you're a big Lone Ranger fan or a big John Cassidy fan because that one version, the RRP version, features both Cassidy covers as the full wraparound. Now Cassidy did two covers, we split them up. 50-50 uh, ratio, you can get both covers of course, but the RRP edition features them both uh, as one wraparound. So seek that out if you've got the bucks and your retailer ordered enough. <clears throat> also this week, Terminator 2, Infinity Number 1, by Simon Furman and Nigel Rayner. He said he'll be back and Dynamite's got him. And it's not just the T-800 that will be featured in the all-new Terminator comic book series, but the T-1000 and the all-new T-Infinity. Legendary Transformers writer Simon Furman is at the helm, along with new Battlestar Galactica artist Nigel Rayner, as they unleash the trial by fire. 
In this opening Dynamite Terminator 2 event, Skynet sets out to destroy the Terminators in the past to preserve their mostly human-free future. Starring all the familiar characters from the Smash film in the dark, post-apocalyptic future as seen in those films. Issue number one, of course, also features exciting covers from Pat Lee, Stepan Sedgwick, and Nigel Rayner. This was a lot of fun and a great companion to the movies, or a fresh start if you're not looking to get mired down into intricacies of time travel. Highly encourage you to check it out. Nigel's drawing issue number four now, so we're in good shape for regular shipping on this title. Also this week, Dark Xena number three by John Lehman and Noah Salonga. Taking place sometime after the series finale of Xena Warrior Princess and before the events of the Contest of Pantheons, featured in Dynamite's Xena numbers one through four, Dark Xena finds Gabrielle making a request to the gods and learning that you must be very, very careful what you wish for and how you wish for it. In this issue, number three, Dark Xena continues as Gabrielle and Joxer devise a plan to infiltrate Xena's deadly gang and save their friend. Plus, what plans does Ares, the god of war, have for this new and deadly warrior princess? Find out in this issue, cleverly titled, Reborn Bad. Featuring a trio of art covers by Stepan Sedgwick, Jonathan Lau, and Fabiano Neves, along with another Xena photo cover. Now this uh, series will come to a close next month with issue number four. And next up for Xena will be a most unexpected crossover. That's all I can say at the moment, so please stay tuned. Also this week, Painkiller Jane number two by Jimmy Palmiani, Joe Casada, and Lee Motor. Jane is back. The creative team of Joe Casada, Jimmy Palmiani, and Lee Motor returned for an all-new Painkiller Jane event. The story that exploded, literally, out of issue number zero and barreled into issue number one continues here as Jane faces the Infidel, a new character that will play a major role in not only this series, but in Jane's entire future. All, of course, guided by Jane creators Joe Casada and Jimmy Palmiani and Painkiller Jane artist Lee Motor. This issue features covers from Amanda Connor and Alicia Rodriguez. Issue number three, of course, uh, coming up here after issue number two, closes out this arc and look for that book in about a month or so. And then issue number four, which has not been solicited yet, will feature an in-series crossover with a most unexpected property. Now, this one may get broken this week over at Newsarama, so check in with them and look for Jimmy to spill some of the beans over there. And, of course, coming soon in the next couple weeks, we have New Battlestar Galactica number 12, Raise the Dead number 4, and Red Sonja number 24. I think those are on tap for next week, but I don't have that list in front of me. So check in with us next week, and we'll let you know what's going to be out in stores. And now for our letters section each week, of course, or as available, uh, we're going to pull a letter and answer it here and in the companion emailer. So if you have a question or have a comment, send all letters to letters at dynamiteentertainment.com and please mark them okay to print. All right, this week we have a very special letter. Uh, it starts by saying, thank you so much for bringing the Lone Ranger back to life in the comic books. At first I was wild by issue number one, and then numbers two and three, however, nearly lost me in their gruesome dark nature and deviation from the classic storyline. But wow! Things sure turned around with the last three issues. I really enjoyed the new take on the legend and was pleased to see the depths of the characters played out so colorfully. You have won this purist over and I eagerly await the next chapters in this exciting western drama. Keep up the excellent work. I look forward to a long ride together. Hi-O Silver. And that's from Joe Southern, head of the Lone Ranger Fan Club, which can be found at LoneRangerFanClub.com. Now we told you to have faith, Joe. We've had faith in our creative team since the beginning, and that continues this week with the debut of issue number seven. We'll be curious to see what you think of that one. For anyone that wants to find out for themselves what Joe and I are talking about here, check out the Lone Ranger hardcover, which I mentioned earlier, which contains the first six issues. 
And now this week, a few more Dynamite reviews from around the Internet. If uh, you have done a review or you know a site that's done a review and we haven't talked about them here or in our emailer, make sure you send them on over to us and let us know. Uh, first off, the Comics Waiting Room takes a look at Dark Xenia number 2. Uh, Mark's an issue behind, but it's all good because he likes what he's seeing, saying, quote, Gabrielle comes to life nicely as a character, and it helps that Salonga turns in much better work here than he did in issue 1. Solid entertainment. Thank you, Mark. We do often find that an artist's first issue, where they're still kind of finding their way through the characters and the layout and the script and everything, doesn't always tend to be the greatest in their run. Sometimes you get an exception to that rule, but uh, we are very happy with the work that Noah's done. Of course, he did all four issues of Dark Xena, and we're figuring out where he's going to work on next. Got a few ideas. I'll keep you posted. Now, currently, uh, the Best Shots crew did take a look at Dark Xena number three, which is the issue out this week, and they said, quote, in many ways, this series is a showcase for the sidekick, letting everyone see that she's tactically sharp and has grown into her own type of warrior. Layman also tosses in a couple of great in-jokes about Xena doppelgangers, particularly some princess named Diana, and the art from Salonga is quite solid. End quote. Thank you, guys. The Comics Waiting Room also took a look at uh, the most recent issue of The Boys, saying that it is, quote, gloriously demented fun. The Boys is top of the stack reading, end quote. We'll be using that in some PR and an issue and solicit and back cover blurb at some point. Mark knows how to work us. Uh, we also had the Comics Waiting Room take a look at Lone Ranger number six, and Mark there said, quote, Lots of the classic Western tropes are on display, but they're executed beautifully. Of course, it also helps that the whole thing looks amazing. Cariello and colorist Dean White have turned out another comic to take your breath away, end quote. Very nice. Uh, the Best Shots crew took a look at Lone Ranger number seven this week, saying, quote, with the establishing arc firmly cemented, Matthews moves the characters forward with several nice scenes of development. The Ranger's struggle with the mask is well handled, as is his halting relationship with his brother's widow and son. I also really like the depiction of Tonto as a fearsome man that can nonetheless be touched by a simple act of kindness. The political take on Cavendish continues to intrigue, and Cariel's art is great. Well worth a look. End quote. And my friend Alan Doan over at uh, Comic Book Galaxy gave Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger 7 and Lone Ranger hardcover, uh, a pick for his books of the week. And in general, he described our work on Lone Ranger as, quote, I sure would not have expected this title to grab me the way it has, but it's always a fun, dynamic, and gorgeously rendered title, end quote. Thank you, Alan. Hope you like number seven. Uh, before we go, let's do a tease of the week, although this week um, a whole mess of the teases I've been throwing your way are going to become reality. So I'm going to do a little recap here, as Dynamite has some big announcements this week. Now, it started last week with the Man With No Name announcement, and I'm sure you recognize that, faithful listeners. And that was one of the th books that I uh, teased as upcoming based on a trilogy, and there was a lot of speculation over the Dynamite message boards. No one got this. Of course, there's some debate on whether The Man With No Name is actually a trilogy, but we're going to call it a trilogy for the sake of argument. Now, by the time you're hearing this, you'll also be up to speed on Mercenaries, the video game license we signed, and that, of course, is going to be written by Brian Reed and featured covers by Michael Turner. And you will also be up to speed, by the time you're hearing this, uh, Matt Wagner's involvement with Zorro as writer, cover artist, and art director. And I have to say, personally, that one is um, really big news I've been a big fan of Matt Wagner's for a long time, going all the way back to Grendel, Mage, 
um, the stuff he's done with Batman, the stuff he's done um, with everything he's touched, actually, both his art and his writing. I think uh, Sandman Mysteries Theater, I think Matt is just fantastic. It is a joy to be working with him. He loves the character of Zorro, and we have some big things planned for Zorro. So happy to have Matt on board, of course. That is being officially announced this week. But the big announcement, Dynamite's first official superhero book, will be coming at the end of the week, and I can't even risk mentioning it here, even though I'm recording this on Monday. But keep watching the news sites for this one. It will be announced this week. It is huge. I haven't been lying to you. I swear. And with that, that'll do it for this week. As always, email us and tell us what you think. We may just send you something for your thoughts. You never know. It's been a while since I've sent anyone something, so... Send me stuff, and maybe I'll send you something. As always, we can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK.